there's a woman in the Bible that I really, really, really connected to. But I really liked uh, the, some of the things that, uh, that I read about this woman. I believe that God had his hand on her for, for special occasions. I would say she was one sharp cookie. Could I say it that way? Her name was Abigail. And uh, if, if you'll turn with me to the 25th chapter of 1 Samuel. If you'll just read with me and, and go through this. The truth is they're amazing and courageous people in the Bible and they're not all men. Okay? Now they may, not, they may not always pick up the sword and go dashing off into battle. But courage, uh, courage and, and all the things that we think are important come in many shades and forms. You know, the people are, are many, many dimensional. Well, let's, let's just begin where we can begin. Uh, then Samuel died. That's an interesting way to begin our sermon. And all Israel gathered together and mourned him and buried him at his house in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Okay? Now, you've got to understand at this point in time that David has been anointed king but he's not king yet. He spent some time with Saul. Saul, Saul is the king that the people wanted. He proved to, to have some, you ever bite into an apple? It looks good. It, it looks good on the outside. It's, it, it's perfect. But you bite in, you find that it's either wormy or there's bad places in it. You know, well, you don't want to bite into one and find out it's wormy. You, but, but Saul was that way. You can't always tell by what you look at what kind of person you're dealing with, right? You can't always tell what, what character that they have, okay? I mean, Israel picked Saul. He was tall and handsome. He, you know, he had an executive hairstyle. You know, he was, he was, he, he had the big, he was the picture of the king, you know? Okay? We elect people like that, you know? You know, we do that. We, we never elect ugly people or plain people, do we? We, we always elect people that, that most of the time they're, they're, they're way taller than me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And we assume because they look good, they are good. Okay? What, a, what a mistake. What a horrible mistake that we make when we look at each other and judge. Right? What a horrible mistake. If there's anybody in the world... If, if there's any group of people who are equipped to do something other than judge with the eyes, it's us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God. We have the truth of God coursing in us, making us alive and aware. Our eyes have been opened. And if there's anyone in the world who could, in a sense, pull it off, it would be the, the believing community. Yet we don't. Anyway, Saul, Saul was what they wanted, but he was like that apple that, was, uh, that wasn't right. It looked right on the outside, but wasn't right. I have a whole tree of those behind my house. Every time I pulled one off, I, you know, if you liked, if you liked sour, you'd like these apples, but they look pretty good. <laughs> now, and so, so because of that, David is, is, he's not king yet. Saul's still king. And this, at this point in time, he, he spent some, David has spent some time in, in Saul's court, but he's been kind of chased away. But while he was in Saul's court, he married Saul's 
daughter. I think her name was Michael. Okay? Now, Saul gave her, seeing that, wow, he'll be a, she'll be a stumbling block. I'll have a spy in that home. Okay? Well, it didn't quite work out that way. She fell in love with David and was helping him. So he's kind of on the run, David is. Now, there was a man in Moen whose business was in Carmel, Carmel, and, his, and this man was very rich. And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and it came about while he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. That's kind of like the roundup time, you know, once a year or per, perhaps several times a year. I don't know how many times they shear them, but it was, a, it was kind of like roundup time for, for, for cattlemen. Now, the man, now, this man's name was Nabal, 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 however you want to pronounce it. Now, interesting to find out, his mother, father, named him a horrible name. It meant foolish. And I'm thinking, why did they name him that? I don't know, because he, he kind of matched his name, as, as, you'll, as we'll find out. Um, and his wife's name was Abigail. And the woman was intelligent and beautiful in appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his dealings. He was rich. He was a Calebite. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal, Nabal let's call him Nabal, how's that? Uh, that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and visit Nabal and greet him in my name. And thus you will say, have a long life. Peace be to you, and peace be to your house, and peace be to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been, your shepherds have been with us. In other words, he's got a war band. Davis has a war band. He says, your shepherds have been with us, and we have not insulted them, nor have they missed anything all the days that they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a festive day. Please give your servants what you find at hand. To, uh, give, give, give whatever you find at hand to your servants and to your son, David. Okay? Kind of submitting himself, and you know what he was looking for? They were hungry. They were hungry. It was just a chapter before. He was in, you know, raiding the, the priest's granary. Okay? You, you read about that, right? Okay. So they were hungry, and, and he knew that this was a festive time, and there would be food and all kinds of things. That, you know, if you find favor with us, I mean, we've been taking kind of... Actually, they've been, they were out there guarding Nabal's uh, sheep, and, and they were out there. They were always available. And uh, he was saying, you know, we need something. Now... Here's when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all the words of David in David's name, and they waited. But Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who's David? And who is the son of Jesse? He knew him. There are many servants today who are each breaking away from his master. In other words, you're just a rebellious fellow. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men whose origin I don't even know? So David's young men retraced their way and went back, and they came and told him all according uh, to all the things that, that the men had said. David said to his men, Each of you gird on your sword, put your sword on. So each man put on his sword. David also girded on his sword, and about 400 men 
and went up behind David, while 200 stayed with the baggage. Wow, that's, just, that's quite a war band. 600 men. But, but one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he scorned them. Yet the men were very good to us, and we were not insulted, nor did we miss anything as long as we went about with them while we were in the fields. And they were a wall to us both at night and by day. And all the time we we were with them tending the sheep. Now therefore, know and consider what you should do, for evil is plotted against your master and all of his household, and he is uh, and he is such a worthless man that no one can speak to him. In other words, have you ever met somebody that you can't tell him anything? See, what, it, what David had planned was he was going to kill every man. Kind of rough stuff here. Every male, every descendant, every man. Every man. That was, you know, I guess, you know, if... Yeah. I, you know, I don't know this different times, but I understand the heart. David's, uh, David is asking for food. And, he's, and he feels like he's protected this man and his material goods. And he's just asking for a little bit of food. And no doubt David is a man of great pride. You know? kind of, it's kind of hard to ask for something. Anybody understand that? When you're in need. When your need's a little hard. And then to have it thrown back in his face with such... I don't know, with such malice. And so, you know, you've got to remember, he's the one that, you know, that uh, he's a passionate man. He's passionate. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but passionate. I mean, he was passionate enough. He'd take on the Goliath, right? There was a lot of stories that we could read about David that says, you know, don't mess with David. Don't mess with David. And so, fortunately... The servant went back and talked to Abigail and says, you know, we got some problems here. And I know, now, now, think about this. Why would he go to Abigail? Now, not everything about everybody is ever written in the scriptures. But this young man that came to Abigail knew that this woman would do something. The truth is there are a lot of really smart women behind stupid men. Yeah, I heard an amen here, and I heard a, no. I mean, you know what I mean. There are a lot of really smart women, and, and, and you know, the, the, weapons, the weapons of warfare are not always just, you know, a, a, a bludgeon, right? Sometimes it's like, you know, whenever you're not as strong, you, know, you develop other skills, other capacities. She was a smart woman, beautiful woman caring woman, and she cared for her husband. She cared for, and, and, and it's interesting that the man could speak so candidly to her about her husband. She, you know he's a worthless man, won't listen to a thing anybody says to him. <laughs> that, that would have normally been insulting, except she probably knew it was true, and perhaps they had a, um, at least a, a connection in that. So, um, Verse 18, then Abigail hurried and took 200 loaves of bread, two 
and two jugs of wine and five sheep ready, already prepared. That's not a lot of food, not for 600 men. And five measures of roasted grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of figs. And they loaded, she loaded them on donkeys and, and she said to her young men, go on before me. Uh, uh, behold, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. Nabal. It came about as she was riding on her donkey and coming down uh, by the hidden part of the mountain that, behold, David and his men were coming down toward her, so she met them. Now David had said, surely in vain, I have guarded all that this man has in the wilderness, so that, so, so that nothing, nothing was missed in all that belonged to him, and he has returned me evil for good. May God do so to the enemies of David and much more if by morning I leave as much as one male of any who belong to him. That's, that's, that's rough stuff. Tomorrow morning, if I don't kill them all, let it be done to me. By tomorrow morning, I'm going to kill them all. That's anger. And the problem is David could make good on that. It's interesting that Abigail knew that. But her husband was foolish. When Abigail saw David, she hurriedly, hurried and dismounted her donkey and fell on her face before David and bowed herself to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the blame. Now that, that's not fair, is it? But she was, hum- she was humbling herself. And please let your maidservant speak to you and listen to the words of your maidservant. Please do not let my Lord pay attention to this worthless man, Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord when you, whom you sent. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and your, your soul lives, since the Lord has restrained you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself by your own hand, now let your enemies and those who seek evil against the Lord be as Nabal. Now let this gift, which your maidservant has brought to, to my Lord, to be given to the young men who accompany my Lord. Please forgive the transgression of your maidservant. For the Lord will certainly make for, uh, the Lord will certainly make f- uh, for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord, and evil will not be found in all of your days. Now, interesting. Let's go to verse thirty-two. Then David said to Abigail. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed be your discernment, and blessed be you who have kept me this day from bloodshed and from avenging myself by my own hand. Nevertheless, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has restrained me from harming you, unless you had come quickly to meet me, surely there would have not been left to Nabal until the morning light as much as one male. So David received from her hand all that she brought and said to her, Go up to your house in peace. See, I have listened to your request and granted to your request. Granted your request. Then, Na- then Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in the house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was, ma- was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she did not tell him anything 
at all until the morning light. But in the morning light, when the, when the wine was gone out of Nabal, his wife told him all of these things, and his heart died within him, so that he became as a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. Now, the story goes on that, that, that uh, David... David um, went and took her as his wife, or basically sent young men to propose to her. Once he found out that, that, uh, that Nabal, her husband, had passed away, had died, he was kind of saying, I'm, thank- I'm really thankful that God avenged me and not myself. Okay? And here's Abigail, and she accepted the proposal. I don't know if he went to Jared's. I don't think he did. <laughs> he sent people out and they proposed and, and you know I don't they did things differently in those days but she agreed and now I don't know how all that works out we see Abigail popping up here and there I understand in through the scriptures that uh, with, with Nabal um, Abigail had been barren but uh, that changed with with her new husband okay now um, you know what what are some of the I, I don't want to sit here and, and, and give guy, ladies I don't want to give you um, uh, a bar that's really really high okay in other words I don't, I don't want to read uh, Proverbs 31 you know <laughs> because I mean that's, that's great those are all right but, but God uses women I mean Look at look at the church tonight. There's there's four of us guys. We're just holding up. We're just trying, doing our best to hold down our end of the tent. You know, our corner of the tent. But uh, when he said, "I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh," and he said, "Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions," etc. 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 What he was really saying was that there won't be a difference. You're old, you're young, you're male, you're female. They're all, you know, it's my, I will pour out my spirit and my gifts and those things will be manifest uh, in, in all, all of, all of my servants and it doesn't matter, male or female. I know we live in a, in a, in a world where, where, where certain structures and things um, simply exist. And I, and I believe that the Bible has some, has some roles that we, that we, that we, biblical roles that we, that we do our best to live, live, live up to and in, you know. He tells us how to treat one another and, and to care for one another. I look at, I look at people like Abigail. I mean, I really like this lady. She was smart and she was compassionate. She knew how to cut a good deal. She was smart enough to know what was going on in the house. And she was smart enough to kind of skirt around him, do an end run, and saved every man in, in, in the whole community. The slaves, the children, everybody. Uh, you know, I guess as I, as I think about this week that's coming up, Mother's Day, and I, I, I call it Mother's Week, I can, only, I can only envision the countless, um, the countless events in each life here. Negotiating, 
compassion, sacrifice. Failures to do that and then getting back up and going again, you know? The Bible is full of women like you. People who love God, want to serve him, serve him imperfectly. He gives wisdom to those who will, who will listen to him. What does the scripture say? That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I don't think Nabal feared the Lord. Should have. I don't think he feared very much of anything. But God had blessed him with a wife who was smarter than him and, loved, and I think loved God too. Amen? Amen. 